Welcome to Prajna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojung text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind, each day, to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day 39, and we begin point seven, which is about tips. Maxim 39 reads, one thing makes everything sacred. As this is the first maxim of point seven, before we start on the maxim, I'd like to reflect back briefly on point six, healing promises. As we saw throughout our discussion of the maxims in point six, these healing promises are ways to make a commitment to ourself that operate on the level of our intentionality. So the common thread that runs through all of the healing promises is an encouragement to start with an action such as speaking of others' failings or doing things out of expectations of success and so forth and work backwards so we can heal the intentions that are a bit awry and lead to those actions. What that does is it heals the habit of operating out of the intention and so transforms our behavior to naturally align with the promises that we make for ourselves. Point seven begins with the one thing that makes everything sacred, which is also an intention. Not only to make things sacred, which is a lovely, though very general intention, but a very specific intention that allows bringing sacred energy, that sense of unity with our true nature embodying our true nature, which is what making everything sacred means in this context. So what is that one intention that makes everything sacred? It's the intention to benefit others, suffusing all of our actions with whatever we have to give at that moment. Sometimes all we have to give is the wish that we could do more. Sometimes what we have to give is the the Tong Lin practice, open-handed welcome, that allows us to bring that deep wish to do as much as possible for others. Other times, we can be much more active. We can give food or help or money, a kind word, a shoulder to cry on, any number of other things. This intention is one that makes everything sacred because it is in perfect alignment with our true nature, the nature of a wise, loving, caring, open-hearted mind, ready to do what it can to the best of its ability at any moment for any being. Well, that sounds lovely, being in alignment with our true nature and our true nature being wanting to benefit others, how do we not give everything we own away? Or should we give everything we own away? Is, is there a limit to our giving in that sense? Oh, Tanya, you know you have to listen to every single word I say. 
Every one of them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do use a lot of them. (laughs) Wise, caring, loving, and open heart. So the wise there is very important because it doesn't do anybody any good if we give away everything we have, harming ourselves, others who count on us, and our ability to continue giving. The wisdom is a very important piece. In Sanskrit, there are two words that describe this. Upaya, which means skillful methods, basically actions that are in line with that Buddha nature. Things that are caring, kind, that help others, that bring others along, lead them onto a way that's beneficial for them. And then there's also prajna, the knowing quality of mind. Upaya and prajna in unity is this wise benevolence, caring, delight, equanimity that is able to act out of goodness in a way that's appropriate for our individual circumstances and the circumstances we encounter in the world. I always love that pairing of wisdom and skillful means. Um, I've, I've heard that before as those two pieces being important and being related to each other. I appreciate that because it, I think it's true. If we are acting without that wisdom, we can either go overboard with our actions or we can just not do anything at all. And so so that wisdom guiding us and then the skillful methods saying not just the wisdom, but really letting that wisdom inform what we do and, and going ahead and taking action where it's appropriate. There's a lovely Tibetan metaphor that just brings this across to me from the very first time I heard it. I love Tibetan metaphors. Sometimes they're kind of quirky and odd, but they're very meaty. You get the image of the simile and bam, you know exactly what it's talking about. The example I'm talking about here is a blind giant that's carrying a very wise, small, young girl on its shoulders. The giant is very strong, is very powerful, can get a lot done, but they're blind. They don't really see what to do or when to do it or what's best and what's not. The little girl is a very little girl and doesn't have a lot of strength, but she's very wise. Now the two of them together, these two can get a lot done. The little girl sits on the giant's shoulders and directs the power of that giant in wise ways. And the giant supports the wisdom of the little girl in powerful ways. Oh, that's great. I love having a good metaphor in mind. The other thing I was thinking as you were talking about the specific intention around this, uh, open heart, giving. I was thinking about the little drummer boy story, you know, uh, I love that that cartoon from, from our youth where the wise men are going to bring gifts to the baby Jesus and the little drummer boy is there and he's like, I don't have anything to give. I don't have any gifts, but I'm going to play you a song on my drums. And, and I always love that because you know me, often what I have to offer is a song. And I like the idea that we don't have to always be giving material things, that giving has a lot of other levels to that. And that gets precisely to the heart 
of this maxim. It's about the intention. We've talked before about how giving immense charity with a kind of twisted intention to gain fame or notoriety or more followers on Instagram or whatever it might be, that is not the generosity, the giving that we're talking about. This maxim is saying that what makes it sacred is not the giving, it's not the help, it's not what you're offering, it's the wisdom that infuses the intention behind the act. So what makes it sacred is that intention. That's not to say that we never do anything, because that could be confused for an instruction that as long as you think good things, then that's enough. Intention in Buddhism is a very particular thing. It's a mindset, an attitude so powerful that there is no stopping it from acting. That's the kind of intention we're talking about here. And the sense of wise action also mirrors another pair we've talked about earlier, that description in the Kagyu lineage of genuine reality not being a mere emptiness in the sense of a void but emptiness embraced by compassion, compassion embraced by emptiness. What upaya prajna, action and wisdom, in union as we live, is doing is it's placing us on a continuum that as we heal, transform, and ultimately transcend dualistic mind, instead of two things in union, we have the unity of emptiness, compassion as one. This has been Yeshe and Tanya on day 39 of Prajna Spark special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Prajna Sparks and email us sparks at prajnafire.com with any questions. May all beings benefit. <laughs>